nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning we give it. You're going to go through a, a shitty situation and someone's going to metaphorically or in real life punch you in the mouth and your plans yeah. all going to be yeah. ruined. And is that going to be a, a breakdown moment or is that going to be a breakthrough moment? Welcome to Mind the Words, where we break down quotes from thought leaders past and present to help us with the growth mindset. And this week, our quote is by Mike Tyson. And he said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And for context, a reporter asked Mike if he was worried about Evander Holyfield many years ago. And just for a little more, more context on Mike, he made more than $700 million when he was boxing. But Don King took a lot of that. Now he's a lot more calmed down. He's more of a spiritual guy after getting a little bit older and also taking psychedelics most notable taking the toad 5-MeO-DMT. He's been a lot calmer. And uh, he has a podcast called Hot Boxing. And it's pretty interesting because it kind of parallels kind of our podcast in terms of the philosophy of life. So, Ernest, whether okay. it be planning for marriage, career, or kids, maybe a house, what was something you planned for so hard and it was just falling apart? And how did you bounce back? Let me see. I can tell you this. I don't have a specific example for those for that for those categories. However, I was punched in the face by life about three years ago. I won't go into details because it does involve someone else. And I'm not sure they want the whole world to know. But it happened shortly after getting married. And it really threw things off because, you know, you have this plan when to get married. We wanted to have our second child, maybe find a place to live. But it just really, it really derailed everything. So the bouncing back, I started to scramble in a sense. If you saw me or if you knew me at that time, I look cool. I was similar to a duck, like on the surface of water. You know, similar to a what? A duck. Yeah. Okay. You know, on the surface of the water there, they look cool as a fan, but at <laughs> below the surface, their feet are just pedaling super fast. <laughs> Is this a really old reference or a really a really new reference? <laughs> I've never heard that before. You, you know, ducks just glide across the water mad cool, but if the water's clear enough and you see their feet, it's like really moving right all right i i uh, have not paid attention to ducks so much but i'll take your word for it and i'll, I'll use that as i'll use that as an analogy in the future yeah but you know i was scrambling and then i was more trying to put things in order just trying to put the pieces together in the sense where i'm like all right i need to make sure this is in order and that's in order but while i was doing that you kind of neglect other things that shouldn't be neglected and it really it took someone saying or telling me that you know you're kind of neglecting certain areas for me to say oh you know i didn't even realize i was doing that i can honestly say that in that situation it was more about just almost letting things flow letting things flow and letting I guess nature take its course and dealing with everything day by day instead of, you know, thinking about 
the worst that can happen, even though it was there. You know, you could plan for that too, but taking it slow, slowing, slowing things down a little bit. It definitely helped me help my mind relax and help you just move forward, just move forward and deal with things as they come. I wouldn't say, and I would, I'll be honest, I wouldn't say I had the most positive outlook, but mentally I was prepared because I would just deal with it as a game. And if it didn't come, then it didn't come. I'm glad, you know, we didn't have to jump any, it didn't go, it wasn't the worst situation. So we were able to get through it, but, you know, just taking it day by day. Yeah. So uh, did you think of anything in uh, particular when you thought of this quote, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth? Like, what was your first impression? My first impression was there are levels to being punched in the mouth. Would you agree? Yeah. So there are blows that, you know, cause a bloody lip or a swollen lip. There are blows that cause a bruise, but there are blows that fracture your jaw and cause permanent damage. So it really spoke to the weight of what Tyson was saying. And it makes me think that sometimes it's, I don't know, it's how you, how you react to the punch. Gotta bite him in the ear. <laughs> yeah, it's how you react to the punch. Um, put differently, how hard of a punch can you take? Or for how long can you take punches? Because we all have our breaking point. Um, it's how you deal with, or, you know, it's less about how you react to the punch and how a punch affects you. That's what I'm trying to say. Interesting. So it brings me to this next thought where mm -hmm. this other quote by Tony Robbins <laughs> You said nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning we give it. And someone who is kind of explaining that, they said, you're going to go through a, a shitty situation and someone's going to metaphorically or in real life punch you in the mouth and your plans all going to be yeah. ruined. And is that going to be a, a breakdown moment or is that going to be a breakthrough moment? That's I like that. I like that. It's just, it makes me think of a quote. Our fear of our feelings is often scarier than our feelings themselves. And, you know, sometimes worrying is like praying for what you don't want. So it is a breakthrough moment in the sense where you say, once you get past it, could you really call it a punch or, or a negative situation if it was a bridge to something better or it made you stronger? I mean, we're <laughs> we're thinking of it like glass half full, like right. how how we take something positive from a negative moment. Right. Uh, whereas a, a lot of times it's also the opposite where your plans fail and then you or some situation happens and you just break down and you stay broken down. Right, that's true. So that could be a catalyst to not a good event, but kind of just reminds me of David Goggins a little bit where mm. when I was reading his or a situation, my mindset when I was reading his book and one of his life lessons is he was mentioning how he came from an abusive father, mm. how his dad like beat the shit out of him and his mom. And later on in life, he used that as strength to keep going. And when I thought of a lot of in the past, bad say bad relationship or shitty babysitter that beat me or right. something like that or 
when I thought of it, thinking of it his way, like, oh, use it as strength to keep going. I thought of it and it just paralyzed me right. to a point where I couldn't do anything because I was in such a bad mood. And again, it's those things that kind of lead to either breakthrough or breakdown. And for a long time, it was like a breakdown for a continuous breakdown. You're right. You're right. I mean, this is the area that really takes someone who deals with this kind of situation often to see or to even explain how people get past certain situations that really, really cause damage you know, where someone is truly at their low, it, you know, it just, as crazy as it sounds, it, it reminds me of the story of a phoenix and how they're reborn through their ash, through their own ashes. I think if the punch is hard enough, it's going to take like a rebirth to actually yeah. make it through. You have to be born again. And as easy as I make it sound, sometimes it's just necessary to get through those rough situations. Any advice to the people listening on how to get through those, like one or two things of how to get through rough situations? That's the million dollar question. Also well, subjective would, to everyone too. It is, it is. I mean, therapy probably helps. A lot of people men talk about therapy and get, you know, with mental health issues so it's worth talking to a professional someone like i said who deals with this i think a little brainwashing works now maybe i'm not using the right term because i don't mean it in a negative sense i more mean it for a positive outcome the problem is brainwashing usually works if you know it's not happening you know so it's really hard to brainwash yourself so we you know we talk about all these books we read. We're slow. It slowly conditions us a little bit for a certain way of thinking. And I think when you're down and out, you have to be receptive to someone or something that gets where you get that breakthrough. It's just how do you go about it? Because I think if you if you're looking for it, you may not find it. Because you're, if you Google, hey, how do I get through these bad situations? You're going to hear mindfulness. the same. Right, mindfulness. But how do you get to that <laughs> level of mindfulness? I'm like BS answer like that. Right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Mindfulness. Think positive thoughts. I don't think that works all the time. What's funny when you brought up, what is it called? What, what was the second thing you said again? The the term? Um, Brain, brainwashing? Yeah, brainwash. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, when you brought up brainwashing, I, I thought of like this hypnosis thing I did in the past because I, I wanted, I, I just felt so unmotivated and I didn't feel like okay. doing anything. So then I, I thought they would be like kind of like a coach where uh, they kind of hypnotize you and then they kind of just say into your ears or whatever, just, you're the best, you're the best, you're going right. to destroy it, you're going to kill it in life and yeah. stuff like that. Which is very similar to what Cus Diamato did to uh, Mike Tyson as a kid. He had some hypnotists mm -hmm. hypnotize him to be like a killer in the ring. It's so very similarly, I thought it was going to be like that. So I go into this hypnotist session and it's more like a therapy session. And she's just asking me uh, what brought me here today. And at that time, I was like, oh, I just feel worthless. Uh, got out of two really bad relationships. Sometimes I'm just breaking down, crying. Uh, I just feel really like worthless. And I just want to be like very productive. 
and like go to the gym or something and have energy to go like do stuff. And she asked me, okay, uh, I think I was 29 at the time, 33 now. So she was like, okay, so from 25 to 29, can you think of anything like crazy that stands out to you? Any like anything significantly bad that, or good that stands out to you? So I told her that, and then she goes another five years back, 20 to 25 years old, anything stand out to you? And then 15 to 20, and then she goes all the way back to like, from you were born to, to when your father's like sperm, like went into the ovary. Do you remember that? Like, do you remember anything significant? And I was like, no, <laughs> for that, for that moment right, in my course. life. So. So then she's like, okay, so we're going to travel back in these five-year increments while I hypnotize right. you. So she puts on these uh, 1990s headphones on me mm. and uh, she turns down the lights and she's ta- she starts to talk really slow and try to close your eyes and like talking like that. But I'm not sleepy at the time, right? And she's trying to make right. me sleepy. Right. Like get down to the level of whatever consciousness and I couldn't do it, but just to kind of move it along, I was like, all right, um, I'm sleepy now, but I wasn't right at this moment in time. I'm just like, yeah, this is BS, man. I came came to get hypnotized to to kill it in life. So, uh, anyway, we keep going and she does a real thing that was that's used for people, especially people in the military for PTSD. Okay. And I forgot exactly what it's called, but uh, it has a lot of evidence-based practice. And she is pretty much like inserting, uh, not creating a new memory, but inserting a thought or memory of what you wish could have happened. So just an example, she's going through the five-year increments. And then I would say something like, just an example to go back to the babysitter situation, like, I, I was uh, beat by my babysitter as a kid for no reason. And she's like, oh, what do you, well, what do you want uh, to, to insert? And I was like, something like, I wish I could stand up, stand up for myself at that age. Or I wish I told my mom earlier in my life or something. And then she kind of tries to do another hypnotizing thing. And then she asks you if you feel better from that, that insertion of thought. And if you don't, then you, Think of another thought to insert, and then it keeps going until you say, "Okay, I feel I feel great, or I feel all right, I feel better." So anyway, we do this thing, and that that stuff particularly at that time didn't help me. But we did have a realization where she said, and this is where that kind of therapy like session came in. I think more of the therapy part and less of the hypnotizing part. And right. she was like, "Well, how how did you feel when you finally told your mom that you were getting beat?" as a kid. And I was a teenager at the time, like an angry teenager. Mm. And uh, she was like, or I said, yeah, I felt like crap because all she said to me was uh, just let it go. And then the, the hypnotist, she's like, do you think she really said that to you or to herself? And then I was like, obviously herself. Like I I wouldn't bring this stuff up to my mom to make her feel bad now. Right. And then She's like, I think your sense of worthlessness came from an earlier time and age and wasn't from, at the time, I thought it was from like these two relationships that I had. 
Right. So she said, I think because you had that reaction from your mom that you did not, you didn't feel a sense of self-worth or worth from your mom at that mm-hmm. time because of that uh, right. reaction. So then I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Right. Not, so nothing to do with the hypnotizing part but right uh they're they're pretty good therapists as well they just don't take insurance or fsa and they um, <laughs> right that's they true. charge way actually i don't think they charge more than an actual therapist without mm-hmm. insurance okay so you would recommend for people who are down and out or been punched in the face and they're really low to see to seek therapy yeah i think but i think a lot of people can't afford it okay. potentially if they don't have health insurance um, okay but yeah it's better to get an outside point of view besides your friends and then the that's, I, that's true i would say like the another part with going with your friends a part that might not help you and mm-hmm. i got this from the depression cure that's a book by stephen s Elardi. and he said when you go to your friends and what's at the top of your mind is like whatever whatever bad thing happened to you, like whatever, a breakup. And then you go to your friends and you say, that's all you, that you end up like saying all the situations from, from that relationship that was totally bad. So you're kind of reliving it. And then when your friends give you this positive reinforcement saying like, oh, well, that, that person's just an asshole, you know, and you're, you're like way better than that. And then you feel better in a way because they just gave you a compliment, your friends. So then the next time you see your friends, you're going to say, you're going to subconsciously say all the bad situations again. So your friends can give you that other compliment about yourself. Right. But you're digging, you're unknowingly digging yourself into a hole. This is what he calls rumination. So you're unknowingly digging yourself in a hole because you keep, reliving the situation and then you receive that positive feedback of yourself from your friend and then you when you see them again dig yourself back into that hole like deeper and you're living the situation again and the book says like ruminating a lot of people don't even know that they're doing that Mm. they just stay in there but the the first step of not ruminating ruminating is to recognize it and that also was very hard for me to recognize a few years ago. And I think that's also something to, to recognize when you're going through a bad situation. The ruminating, ruminating you, you uh, recognize it, and then you have to try to just pause it. I would say exercise. <laughs> yeah. Exercise right. a lot. Exercise a lot. I was actually reading this book by... Um... Oliver Berkman titled The Antidote. And in it, he mentions the reverse effort or backwards law. I think it's by Alan Watts. Um, It's the concept of when trying to make things right is what make things wrong. So the more you pursue something, the more you don't get what you want. And he gives an example of when you try to stay on the surface of the water, that's when you sink. But yeah, when you try to sink is when you float or when you try to fall asleep, your efforts of trying to fall asleep will keep you up 
And when your mind stops thinking about sleep is when you actually sleep. So sometimes it's simply, I guess, kind of what I went through where you just, you have to let it go through its natural progression. Maybe we were trying to speed things up while we're in it. And it's a matter of time and getting over it and seeing the light naturally. Uh, They also gave another good example of if you want to see the bottom of a muddy pond or a cloudy pond, a pond, you don't, you don't try to scoop out, (laughs) but you don't try to scoop it out, right? You don't try to mix it up, try to say, oh, I'm going to get to the bottom. You just let it settle. And with that, eventually you'll be able to see, see through the bottom. So sometimes you just have to go through that and deal with it. And at the end, which is sometimes it could be a year away, it could be a month away, it could be a week away you can see the light or it took you through it was that bridge. And I kind of, I never thought of things like that, which was very, it was just very interesting to me. Oh, that's pretty dope. So do the opposite. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Correct. Not do the, he was saying it, he was saying that it's not something where you should stop striving or pursuing goals, but it was more the idea or concept to recognize that what you're pursuing may not always be what you really want, or it may not get you there, you Mm -hmm. know, just may not get you there. Just want to add one more thing, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. Dude, I used to, I used to shit on um, affirmations. Right. Dude, I hated the thought of like people doing affirmations. So recently my therapist gave me an affirmation because I was just listing all my internal problems right (laughs) and i just want to read what it says because it's actually decently helpful when it's like Mm. zoomed in catered to you and not one of those like instagram ones so i just want to say like the affirmation is actually decently helpful because when you find yourself ruminating or just in a bad headspace just say one of these and maybe like once a week or once a month or whatever. And you kind of snap out of it pretty quick. So Mm. I'm just going to read mine, which she actually wrote for me. Okay. So just to preface the, my perceived problems are pretty much like, uh, I feel like I'm not working hard enough and I feel that I can't provide security to myself Mm. or my wife like that, like all my insecurities. Uh, So this kind of, and my own self-worth, like I see myself as like, not i don't see myself in such high self-worth so this is the uh, affirmation she made me i work hard at what i do across all areas of my life and i know that my efforts are more than enough i acknowledge that i live in a life of pursuing my internal passions of helping to make a positive impact in others i honor my path to freedom of finances speech and experiences in life and i'm able to help others understand how to get there too I appreciate feelings of resentment through my life because it helps me to understand new ways to grow into my own self-worth and healthy boundaries. I appreciate every past experience that did not work out the way I wanted it because it offered me an opportunity to see myself more truthfully, heal myself more fully, and refine myself to be the ideal person I want to be. I am on this path of ever-changing growth, and I am worthy and perfect as I am 
with my current strengths and imperfections. Nice. So that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> and do you mind if you tell me how do you feel therapy has been working out? No, all I don't right. mind at all. Okay. Uh, I, th I think it's pretty helpful. Um, it's just you have to find the right person. And right. I figure. I, yeah. It's um, and it's hard to find the right person. So what I would recommend, this is how I recommend everyone how to find a therapist is so at first you have to know, do you think you want medication or do you not want medication? Okay. And then that's how you choose the path of all other therapists versus um, an actual MD. Got you. Uh, psych not a psychologist. Um, what's it called? Um, phys a psychiatric doctor okay so so that's how you split all right am i gonna look for a psychiatrist or am i gonna look for everybody else and there's different degrees so uh, of course there's a doctor the psychiatrist and then there's like social workers there's phds in psychology and then there's i think there's like regular people doing um different types of therapies too right uh who are licensed so um, either or, uh, whichever way you go, I would recommend just setting an appointment with one person a week, mm. a different person, uh, and just seeing. Like it sucks because you have to you have to retell the same stories, mm. but once a week or once every other week, just a different person, and just seeing how you how your connection is with that person, right? And then don't be afraid to like just cut someone off. Um, just say, hey, it's not working out. I think I'm gonna find someone else. And it's it's very much like dating, where like you find someone you bond with, you find someone you don't. You just cut out the ones you don't. Because right. uh, what a lot of people do is they stay with their therapist and they they don't want to, but they just feel the like an obligation. Right. Um, like your bar, like your barber. You can't go exactly. into the same barber shop and get another cut from another bar yeah. even though you know the other guy does a better job exactly or you gotta cover up and just <laughs> walk right. quick um that's one the other one is there's different ways you could filter out therapists too so if you feel like you're more in the trauma ptsd one mm -hmm. you just filter them out there, then there's so many websites uh the one i use is alma.com and another one is called headway.co. You just filter out like, oh, are you looking for therapy for relationships? Are you looking for therapy for childhood traumas, for this or that? There's so many different specialties. And then you could filter out through your insurance too. And now there's like, there's different telehealth type of things right. for people who don't have insurance. And it's, it's significantly cheaper than another therapist at another office or whatever. Uh, just because sometimes they charge upward like 400 bucks per session. Right. Um, have you tried, have you tried one of the lower price telehealth? I haven't. No. Okay. Um, the lower price telehealth, because I already found my um, okay. therapist at the All time, right. but I went through a lot. I combed through so okay. many. There was one part, one point, there was one person that literally was like, I would say something and then she would, she would ask me a question, something like, oh, so were you born in America or you, you were born in uh, China? And I was like, I was born in America. And she's like, okay, American born Chinese. And then um, 
like two sentences later, literally two sentences later, she would be like, "Oh, so where were you born? <laughs> were you right. born in America?" <laughs> and I was like, "What's wrong with this?" Like, she has a notepad. Yeah, right. she literally was writing this down. I'm like, "What are you writing down?" <laughs> Her grocery list. That's what she yeah. was writing. <laughs> like, this is how much I'm getting paid. So I haven't tried the online telehealth, which is like GetRoman.com, and um, also okay. For Him's For Hers has that telehealth service. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like something cheap, like ninety bucks or something per session, and they can prescribe medications too if you need it. So. I personally haven't tried those services, right. but for those who don't have insurance, I think it's probably good to look at if you got that money to spend. Right. I'm sure there are people amongst, if you go that route, I'm sure there are people who are good in that group. However, I do have this, I can't help but think that way that because it's such a market for it now, you're going to have a lot of people flooding it doing it with no intentions or really caring about the patient himself. And I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah, dude. It happens. Maybe There's get a, a huge maybe get, yeah, get a certificate and say I'm a therapist. Yeah. You know? I'm a life coach. Right. <laughs> Nothing against life coaches. All right, man. Anything you wanna did I answer your question? I think you did. Or did you say um, how is it going? Or what do I think of it? I, I, yeah, I asked you how it's going. Yeah, I think yeah, it's going good. At, at first, like uh, you're still kind of building the bond. So I say, right. I would say, once you find the kind of right person you think, you should then you narrow it down. You're like, all right, I'm going to do like two more sessions with this person or three more and see how it is with because different personalities. Um, so then, and also different plans of care. Like some people don't even have a plan of care, they're just listening to you and maybe that's what you want um or maybe you actually want to work on uh have practical steps to work towards something which is what i'm doing with my therapist where in the past i just wanted someone to listen to me right Uh, that wasn't my friends because i just didn't want to put them through the same thing again and again so it's just it depending on what you want but so far i had a positive experience all right that's good but it took a while to find a therapist. I could, I could imagine. I could imagine. You got to filter through. All right. Anything you want to leave the people with, man? When life throws you punches, duck, fight back, or recover. The choice is always yours. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's end it on that note. Thanks for listening to Mind the Words. If you have any quote recommendations or suggestions, email us at mindthewordspodcast at gmail.com. And like and subscribe or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And see you next week to expand the growth mindset.